Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody out there listening, and welcome to Shouting Into the Void, our nerdy little podcast where we answer the hypothetical questions you didn't even know you had. My name is Mike. And I'm Cody. And this week's question is, what is the best post-apocalyptic currency? All right, so we kind of threw this one out there. We were talking a little bit because besides the obvious barter system, like it seems like in each kind of post-apocalyptic fiction, you know, the world's ended. Okay, money's worth. Throw the money away. (laughs) Throw the money away. Money's money's worthless because, I mean, what is there to back it up, right? Right. You know, somebody tweeted something today like, why am I putting money into a retirement account? The world's going to end before I retire. You know, like, Yeah, I, I mean, not that our money is backed in gold or anything like that anymore anyway, but no. yeah, once the apocalypse hits, money when, doesn't matter anymore. When the apocalypse hits. Yeah, yeah. it it doesn't matter. Then we got to start nope. using bottle caps. Well, that's as good a place to start as any because, <laughs> you know, in these days when you think post-apocalyptic, most folks that are nerd or, or gamer kind of adjacent think of Fallout, which is... Nuclear war, nuclear winter, post-apocalyptic, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mad Max with less cars. The currency is <laughs> bottle caps. Mad Max with less cars. Yeah. They uh, they throw Nuka-Cola caps around, and sometimes a lot of them. Right. First off, why bottle caps? It is like, got to be the worst currency ever. Could you imagine, like, yeah, that's 300 bottle caps, which sometimes what is what you have to pay for certain parts or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. could you imagine having to count out 300 bottle caps? And by the way, you're carrying around like 1,800 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just got a bottle cap sack jangling around. I mean, like, both of us at various times have saved, like, bottle caps to make bottle cap tables or whatever, use them in crafts and stuff like that. Yep. You know, frat shit. Yeah. Um, and they're not convenient. They don't store well. You better make sure they're clean when you put them in whatever you're storing them in. They're, they're, surpri- gonna... they're surprisingly heavy. Yeah, like, like surprisingly heavy. Yeah, they, they Pro- weigh more than you think. Like, they weigh less than like, yeah, they weigh less than like the equivalent number of quarters would. But they're not like convenient. So imagine carrying around your your net worth in quarters in the post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, that's if, what bottle caps are. If you have a thousand of these things, it's going to be like at a minimum it's going to be inconvenient to like be carrying these things around yeah and also you've got just like abandoned wit a bandit wind chime on your hip uh, or wherever you're i, I was about to thing. say good luck fucking sneaking mr santa claus full of jangling <laughs> bottle caps on your back in your santa bag or whatever the fuck horrible yeah you know caps shit caps are trash they're yeah they're trashed here man I, especially yeah. you think like it's so weird too. I think a good post-apocalyptic currency in my mind has to be something that you can't just like go. It's so weird because the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, bottle caps are the currency. I'm going to like a recycling center or some bullshit, some garbage place, which yeah. apparently now is equivalent to a bank. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's Your local people... recycling center. 
I know that's where people are putting them anyway, or you know that or the trash. Look, look man, your your middle school fundraiser can drive had the right idea. They just didn't quite get it right. Like bags and bags of cans, no bags of bottle caps. That's what's going to really get you into the fucking rich kids club in the post apocalyptic world. Did your high school ever do the thing where you did the bottle or the can lid drives or whatever? The little mm-hmm. can tabs? The pop tabs. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so dumb. We we did pop tabs on occasion, but mainly what we did, there was a big, it was basically like a like a dumpster in the parking lot, but it was made of expanded metal. So it was like a big cage mm-hmm. and you just filled it with bags of crushed pop cans. And that was fundraiser for like, like various little athletic things or yeah. things the school needed, whatever. Like you, usually it was for charity for mo- most of the time. Well, it always yeah. cracked me up. Like you would do these competitions and everybody would be like, Oh, they, you know, those are more valuable than the can or what it makes no sense. I honestly think it, if, and if there's any teachers out there who do this, let me know, but mm-hmm. uh, tweet at us or something. But what I don't understand, I think it was just in Michigan cans were worth 10 cents. And so right. they said, well, we still want the 10 cents from the can. So just give us your pop tabs right. and we'll, we'll run a, a scam on these things, I guess. That was the strangest thing for me when I moved to Michigan, because in Minnesota where I'm from spoilers, um, there's no return on cans and bottles. You re- right. We recycle them. Like I think Minnesota's got one of the higher recycling rates in the nation without an incentive. Yeah. I think uh, in general, Michigan's is, Michigan's is ridiculously high. Like it's, it's over 90 something percent of all cans and bottles that are purchased are returned for recycling because you get 10 cents a fucking can. Well, and, and you had to pay that money in to begin with. So it's like, it's a deposit up front. It's not free money. It's, Oh, I I want my money back is essentially what it is. I mean, it's not totally insignificant either. Like you buy a 24 pack or whatever of, of even like soda. It's not just, like a sin tax where it's just on alcohol it's on every, every can that you buy has 10 is 10 cents on it for the most part right and it's like you know what shit works i wish more places would do it i hate it i used to hate bringing back cans you go in that sticky room in the front of the grocery store oh yeah no like the, the experience of doing it is awful Horrid. but the fact that it gets more people to recycle is important yeah that part's good but but that sticky room in the post-apocalyptic world Gold mine. Fucking gold mine. <laughs> and it's sticky and now it's dusty because everything in post-apocalyptic worlds is like a fucking dust bowl. I love the idea that like you're you're in post-apocalyptic nuclear fallout and you like finally, you know, it's that like sepia tone scene and you're yep. walking your way through the parking lot and then it kind of rotates around to show that you're at the local mire in Michigan. Except, except the Meyer <laughs> sign is like half collapsed, so it just says "jer," and exactly, yeah, the just the J E R is left, and so right. and, you, uh, and the "jer" is talked about in hushed tones as the <laughs> place to go if you want to find some caps. You like pull up your goggles and are squinting at it, whatever. You have to pry apart part the open uh, the, the uh, sliding, sliding doors. doors to get in, and you walk into that front sticky room, and you still go you. <laughs> <laughs> Like <laughs> <laughs> the the narrator would be like Cody gazed around the sticky room with disgust. He wasn't sure if society was better or worse off now. 
that the apocalypse happened if this was what they had done beforehand. <laughs> that was a grade A, like, Hades narrator right there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I hope it comes across well in the recording. That, that was good. That was good. Like, you... It, it is not pleasant to return those in that fucking... Everything is coated in, like, a millimeter of fucking King's Cup juice. Ugh, it's just rough, man. And then, yeah. like... Ugh, I've seen cans with like dip spit go through there and i've seen oh god i've seen all kinds of just rancid yep horrible things which i guess makes it fit for an apocalyptic world (laughs) (laughs) i'm just so disgusted right now (laughs) you'd oh that that would be the last part of society that would function right is you would go to the juror and it would be guarded by this wasteland gang and you would bring your refuse and your trash because the scrap meister or whatever had taken up residence in Jur, and the guards you would trade your scrap and they would they would give you caps in return and it it's still this like sticky unpleasant room that you exchange it all in <laughs> i love i love the idea that that like functions as bank tellers now <laughs> like, yep. yep and they still they use like the little the uh, little tube the, the machines are broken tube. but you still use the tube <laughs> their hand just comes through Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And, oh, and, and it, being post-apocalyptic, they've got like a butcher blade on their side. So if someone tries to shove their hand through <laughs> and like steal, bam, blade comes down. Yeah, no questions asked. They have a yep. whole bucket full of arms. You don't try to fuck with the scrapmeister's profits. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, all things, all things aside, <sighs> caps are kind of ubiquitous in Fallout, but. They're really not that great as a currency. And I would like to sort of you know, examine another one, if you will. You know, we, or we already mentioned Mad Max. What's the currency in Mad Max? Because I've got like a couple different ideas of what it could be. I know it's not money. Yeah, in a, in, it kind of depends on what Mad Max you're talking about. Uh, right. From what I remember. So uh, like in Fury Road, I would argue it would be gasoline or water. I was going to say gasoline and water are the two that come to mind, which present their own problems. Because if I drop a dollar on the ground, I can pick it up and it's still a dollar. If I drop a bottle cap on the ground, I can pick it up and it's still a bottle cap. If I spill my water, I can't pick it up off the ground. Yeah, you fucked. I mean, technically you could set up a little like, still of plastic film and like capture it when it evaporates but a ton of it's gonna soak into the ground yeah you're gonna you're fucked yeah you're fucked really realistically you're fucked uh i'm just trying to think like a a tiny bit of it back yeah (laughs) you might get a tiny bit back well and also i mean yeah you can light a dollar bill on fire but gasoline is flammable volatile it'll evaporate if you leave it uncovered for too long it goes bad without stabilizers yeah there's also not... like in a post it's difficult to make like post apocalyptic world it's a very limited resource right uh, seemingly unlike bottle caps or things like that like sure it's fleeting i guess yeah well and like oh god imagine trying to operate a refinery in the fucking post apocalyptic world there's well, no then, process safety there well there's also like <laughs> there's less than process safety there's process danger because you're like you're painting a huge target on your back like hey that's where they're making the money (laughs) like we have lots of guns let's go get the money (laughs) right 
I mean, I think isn't that presented in one of the movies? Like they there's or it's in Fury in, Road, right? Gas Town. Well, I think yeah. in Fury Road they're going to like Gas I, Gas Town. Yeah, wherever production is, or at least a large storage of it is. Right. And so I guess if you're the guy that runs Gas Town, you basically say, you know, don't fuck with me or I'll light the whole thing on fire. And then what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, that is the option, I guess. You just go nuclear and. Well, and also if you have all the money, if you have the money printer, you just pull a Leahy or, you know, pull a trailer <laughs> and say, I'm going to pay you a hundred dollars to fuck off. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I think I think the like a liquid currency in general is just a really bad. Oh, it's an awful I- idea. Idea. It's too. <laughs> it's like like you said, if you spill it, you're just fucked pretty much. Um, well, and if you're if you're out in the wasteland and you're struggling to survive, and currency is water. Yeah, you're just drinking your money. You're just drinking your money. I mean, like, fuck. I mean, we do that in the real world already, but. They say we have a problem. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> like, you'd literally be drinking your water money to survive. Right. Like, it's I, just water. And it's heavy. Yeah, it's real heavy and inconvenient at best. Again, uh, yeah. I I think the unspoken word or, or the unspoken rules about water to get real weird. Like you know, in a post-apocalyptic world, whose currency is water. Uh, mm-hmm. you know somebody's trying to like sneak by some real clear piss like okay first you, off first off you show me a guy in the wasteland that's hydrated enough to piss clear <laughs> and i'm gonna show you a motherfucker that's already got enough water yeah but it's returns on returns right you gotta have enough water to make your piss clear but then you get to pee money <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know just you, you, the, 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 how quickly that came out of you you thought about this before you had that one prepped and ready like cody's thought it like you've discussed this like all right we got to get the water and that way we'll have enough water to pee money well well i've definitely just want like i've definitely watched fury road because i've I've watched that movie a ton like i really Mm -hmm. enjoy that movie and so i've watched it enough to like where the part where they're like releasing the water and everybody's like fighting over it and holding their jars over their head it's and shit like basically that. just like the water park at wisconsin dells when they dump the big bucket yeah exactly that's that's that exact <laughs> scene like i'm like i've lived this <laughs> and so like i definitely have thought about that and i'm like man people are really desperate for water apparently it's like they're all definitely peeing like if they're alive even if you're super dehydrated like they're peeing a little like, yeah you're still peeing you're getting bit. your toxins out otherwise sure. you're dying like, right you, there's the body works the way it works for a reason right and so right. it you know that you're expelling toxins whatever so you are peeing and it doesn't take a rocket scientist in a post-apocalyptic world to be like this is kind of water like <laughs> god <laughs> i don't even want to think about it oh some people are into ta- that already ah god we don't yeah <laughs> we're explicit it gets on this dark. podcast for a reason. It gets dark. Shit gets dark, but we're talking about the apocalypse, and you know what? Sometimes <laughs> counterfeiting is necessary. Yeah, do what you got to do. I understand. There's no uh, surviving the apocalypse is no easy feat. No, it's not. The other, the other thing with the whole water aspect is like I mentioned, it was heavy, but like how much water is worth what? You know, the exchange rate would be key because Very I, weird. I think if it gets valuable enough then it's practical again. Like, okay. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a gold or silver idea, right? 
Well, yeah, or like you look at the occasionally like on Reddit or Twitter, a graph will make the rounds. It's like most valuable liquids on Earth. Sure. For like price of one gallon. And it's like water, oil, like milk, all these things. And then up towards the other end, you get to like human blood. And then the top one that's like four times as expensive as even human blood is printer ink. That's That's fucking wild. Fucking HP inkjet printer cartridges per ounce. If you extrapolate that to a gallon, shit's fucking expensive. What if what if that's the post apocalyptic currency? Like you got to oh go raid an office depot and get all hey. your eight oh sevens or whatever. To... <laughs> in a, in a world of typewriters, the guy with the inkjet's king. Yeah, you get to literally. Oh man, let's TM TM. I'm making TM. my novel right now. Uh, <laughs> where. <laughs> Where you literally get to write the history books because you own all the ink. Oh. So well, anything that is written or... Is gospel. It's truth. Right. Oh, man. Playing the long game. Fuck. That's interesting. I mean, you'd have to, like, charcoal kind of works, so that doesn't... That big plot hole in my novel that I got to work out, but... Yeah, but imagine the propaganda power you'd have, though, like... I have this surviving collection of pre-war books. Right. Little do they know I wrote them all and I <laughs> control the knowledge. What does it say? Mike is the greatest and you should all worship him and do what he says? Hey, look. I guess them's the breaks, kids. Yeah. You I know? mean, that's that's kind of almost the plot of Book of Eli a little bit. but <sighs> Yeah, I'm not familiar with Book of Eli very much. So that's post-apocalyptic. Uh, it is a good movie. Um, I've seen the one scene in that where like... Under the Four bridge. Four guys under the bridge, yeah. yeah. And he just murks them. So that's a that's the only reason you watch the movie, and it's also in like the first ten minutes. So I mean fair. Totally understandable. But who, basically who played, who played Eli there. Uh Denzel Washington. Oh, that's right. Denzel. What a guy. And the, the main female lead is Mila Kunis. No shit. Yep. Co star. Pretty cool. Couple but, great uh, actors. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. Like it's it's definitely not bad. Um but it's a little predictable at times, I guess. It would be my yeah. one like knock against it. But post apocalyptic, whatever. I was gonna um, say, didn't it didn't it come out like right at the beginning of the sort of post apocalyptic renaissance? Like Oh, I think it was probably in the middle of the wave somewhere. I think it came out around two thousand thirteen or so, if I had to guess. Two thousand twelve, maybe. Um two thousand eleven. I would January eleventh, twenty ten. Ooh, even before that a little bit. I was in the wheelhouse. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so he uh, he has a, I mean, not to, spoilers, I guess. Again, a movie that's 11 years old or however old it is. Uh, mm. That movie, um, he has a Bible. Right. And it's like the last copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the bad guy is like searching for a bible because he realizes the power of religion like he's going to release his version of the bible and basically start a crazy cult uh, so i'm i just established that i would be the bad guy in a book of eli scenario. yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> i mean why not fuck it I mean, let's do it i mean one of the good really good things about the movie is it's got a pretty good bad guy because he's got a clear motive like Oh, it sure. ma- his motive makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like, Yeah, why not? Because the whole thing is the main character is like, I'm going to bring this to the good, like to the right hands, to a good place, stuff like that. To the good because, cult. Because religion is powerful and like this could yeah, be a very a lot of good. good influence on the world. And he's like, 
you know, this is a way I can make a shitload of money. And see, but what's the money in Book of Eli though? Uh, that is a good question. Uh, there, there is a money in that, and I can't remember because there's a Hang scene on. where he meets like a shopkeep. Uh, while you're looking at it, there's a scene where he l- looks or he goes to a shop and he's trying to trade like chapstick and sunblock. I don't know if there's an actual currency as much as it's a barter system for things. Sure. Uh, like I think the shopkeep specifically asks him for chapstick, and he's like, "Well, I got." cat oil he goes it works the same way like works just fine but right on right on all i'm finding when i look up book of eli currency oh hang on there's there's a line here uh chapstick in particular being a major form of payment yeah okay hang on because that one too is nuclear fallout that's the apocalypse right on and i think people are getting like I think the whole idea is there's no ozone layer anymore. Like the sun is like the devil. <laughs> like sure. cuz everybody is like covering up and stuff like that trying to So I think people are getting burned and things like that. So ch- things like chapstick and lotion and like right. your skincare products are I mean it's dusty. Yep. It's dusty. You'd get dried out. So fuck, let's pivot to that. Chapstick is currency. Makes a lot of sense. Sunblock especially in somewhere I mean, yeah, sunscreen, chapstick, I mean, lotions, basically any kind of salve, anything to make your body more comfortable. Yeah. So at that point, do like ibuprofen and Motrin enter into the equation? Well, see, that's crazy, too, because those are definitely going away. I think that's probably a better currency than than anything is drugs, (laughs) but like prescription drugs, not recreational. That doesn't make it any better. (laughs) But like even something as simple as like a an Advil, yeah, like that's insane in a post apocalyptic place because again oh. those things are not going to be manufactured anymore. It's a limited right. resource and they're therefore inherently valuable. Right. Well, and not only that, but like a bottle of them is light. It's like easy to dole out a couple at a time. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, what usually take two or three. Maybe yeah. four if you're having a really fucking bad day. Um, there's a like, there's a clear uh, like benefit, clear measurable benefit to within each like one. a half hour. Yep. And if you have a bottle of like three or four hundred of them, and each person can only really take two to three at a time, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that ends up being a unit of measure for a currency. Is, yeah. And if you stuff like a t-shirt in the top of it. It's not going to rattle around as much, so that defeats your bandit wind chime alarm problem. Yeah, it it's also like better than the water problem because it has like a quality, usually sometimes right on the pill where it's like milligrams. Like this is exactly what you're getting. It's an Advil. It's 200 milligrams. Like right, and if you spill it, it doesn't pick absorb it right into back the ground. Up. You can yeah. pick it right back up. You can dust it off. Shit, Sammy. Same thing with like a thing a chapstick or a bottle of lotion or a tub of you know vaseline or whatever whatever. vaseline ah fuck dude vaseline's gotta be like way up there that's gotta be like gold it does so much it does so much stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i mean probably arguably probably a byproduct from the fucking gas factory yeah probably (laughs) actually definitely yeah yeah uh so far that's like our number one contender is like quality of life sundries and stuff 
Yeah, that's a good one. I I think I think that leans more towards like a barter system than a currency. I, except it, maybe it, like the Tylenol. Like I think that one works as a currency a little better, but things mm-hmm. like chapstick and stuff, I don't know, that's def- that seems more of a barter system to me than actual like currency if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, kind of going along with that. Have you ever played uh, any of the Metro games? I haven't actually. I've okay, not. so they are based on some. Ru- it's basically Russian Fallout. Okay. Like very, but with like more supernatural shit in there too. Like aliens and shit are involved okay. in the the mo- or Metro games. Um, and the currency is bullets. I think bullets. I was literally going to bring up bullets at, for Fury Road or mm-hmm. Mad Max. And I mm-hmm. think, uh, yeah, I think bullets are, again, a good currency. I mean, it's very similar to Tylenol in the sense that it's, they're uniform, they're self-contained, it says what they are right on them, and they, you know what they're for. Yeah, I mean, and and again, it's something that you are going to, like, at certain points in the apocalypse, presumptuously, you're going to need it. <laughs> like... You are going <laughs> to, that, that's part of the, like, inventory mechanic in the Metro games, because like you go to town and you're like okay i can trade for these goods i need but i'm literally trading my ammo away right so it has that same sort of effect as water where like you know you're gonna need it yeah and you're kind of trading your supply it it kind of falls halfway between water and like tylenol or chapstick like it's a little more it's a little less bartery because they're so uniform Yep, but it also has the gasoline problem of the guy with the factory is king. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Isn't yeah, the that, bullet farmer a guy in Mad there, Max? There is a bullet for the a person named the bullet farmer in Mad Max. Uh, yep, who I assume is making bullets, but I don't know that we see much of that. But uh, yeah, I think I think the bullet thing too. Um, it's real interesting with that and the water, where like you walk this line of having enough that you have deemed that you need to like survive. And then the ones that also are like currency basically. So like I need this much for me base level to get by, but I need to use them also to To buy whatever I need. Yeah. Right. It has the, it has the same problems as bottle caps though, except exacerbated it. They're heavy and they clink and jangle if they're not stored properly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. They, hmm. I don't know They're... why, for some reason, I feel like the bullets are like better than bottle caps inherently, though, just because... Even... Uh, they're useful? Yeah, incredibly in, in useful. Apocalypse. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, they have they the just... water quality of could save your life? Well, and I think, you know, usually they're stored pretty well. I mean, in a post-apocalyptic yeah. scenario, I understand that you might have them loose or whatever but um you know they come in a box like (laughs) (laughs) initially anyway it's not like a bottle cap where you're gonna have it loose right like they come in a box or you store them in a magazine or what have you or on a like a bandolier type thing or oh yeah oh you know storage methods you know that there are way more like you if you took the quantity of bandoliers in the world like they have to all be in the same place in Mad Max. There's way too many fucking bandoliers <laughs> that appear on screen. Way too many. 
Yeah, they need the bandolier farmer as a character, too. Right, right. And he would set up shop right down the road from the bullet farmer. <laughs> so once everybody got their bullets, they'd have to stop by. He's like, hey, you trade me some of those bullets, I'll give you a bandolier to hold the rest of them. It's his twin brother, definitely. Right, right. And they're, they're in league <laughs> together. They're, they're taking a cut, for sure. That's right. So, I mean, bullets are definitely an option. Well, and, and then what if you end up with, you know, finding a caliber that you don't have? So you're like, oh, I found these rifle bullets. My handgun can't shoot them. It's like finding different, like, currencies out in the world. There's probably be an exchange rate of some kind. Yeah. You've got, like, different classifications. Yeah, definitely. I, You know, like, I feel like your rifle bullets and things like that are going to be more valuable than, like, a pistol or something sure. smaller. Uh, right. But again, it's got the, like, benefit of a Tylenol or something like that, where there's a, like distinguished measurable that kind of value um that is inherent to them oh and and people like back in the old days when gold coins used to be a thing people would clip coins Mm -hmm. they would clip like the edges of the coins so people would probably open up bullets and take some of the powder out and put it back yeah and like people would have scales to weigh them against known like weights grains and everything like that yeah light load make sure you don't get a light load or whatever or yeah squib load because then when you're fighting off your next bandit raid because i mean they happen all the time in post-apocalyptic world of course Uh, you know you don't want to be caught dead with a with a squib load because then you're in trouble yeah i think uh man unfortunately i mean we didn't we kind of brushed against uh some of this but you know unfortunately i think money makes a lot of sense (laughs) like why do we throw away money (laughs) well okay but it's worth it's worth nothing like Like, it's not it's not tied to anything yeah but i mean it's 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 the same like bitcoin argument like it's valuable because the people in the world have deemed that it's valuable yeah so if you have a system that prices right yeah, if you have a system that runs on money, then your money is worth things. But the problem with that is you need to communicate on a large scale for money to be worth anything. Fair. Because you're going to run into the issue with, assuming we're still using American dollars. If you're in Idaho mm-hmm. and a gallon of water in Idaho in the apocalyptic world costs $1,000, whereas I'm in Minnesota, we got lakes coming out our ears a gallon of water in post-apocalyptic minnesota costs fucking ten dollars sure how do you make the value of a dollar anywhere close to fair you know in that society and nobody says you have to but i will i, I think feel like well i think too like in an in a post-apocalyptic world you're gonna lose like a market a, na- right. a nationwide market so like you're your inflation inevitably is going to happen regardless of your currency. Like if we are in the apocalypse, Mike, you and I, whatever you're using for money in Minnesota and like how you're dealing with getting, helps. Yeah. How you're dealing with getting your goods is right. going to be vastly different. I assume than what is happening in Idaho where I would be. Exactly. Which, which illustrates my point that money as we know, it cannot be the currency because Without being backed by anything, any sort of central system, sure, it's it's useless. It loses all value. Like you can burn it. You can probably rig up rig up some kind of homemade trap with all your quarters and use them as like frag or whatever. Yeah. But that's all that that's all it's worth. Actually, I feel like the 
like coins, I feel like would be actually not terrible because oh, coins would be way better because you're <clears throat> at least your metal has like value presumptuously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could use dollars for like insulation or like sheeting of some kind, but they don't last well against like water. Yeah. Uh, I mean, roll them up and snort your crushed up Tylenol currency with them. <laughs> For those bad, bad headaches. Yep. <laughs> Get it straight in the brain. Oh, man. So, I mean, so yeah, something standardized like bullets or like sundry goods. I mean, why not beans? Like dried beans. Beans are not bad because you, you're you in the same lane of water uh, where like they double as food. Yep. Um, it's better than bullets and caps in the idea that it's not light. loud and it's pretty tight. pretty light you can carry a ton of them mm-hmm. uh i think tasty relatively perishable though right i mean you not can you dry, dry your you can dry your beans but even they go bad after a little while like years but still yeah yeah and that and the other oh, the thing about beans though is there's a limited amount of them we're also back in the pea category, where if you have enough beans, you can grow more beans and get more money. See, but the bean guy needs a lot of water from the water guy. Yeah, see? So whoever, again, we're back to water, because whoever controls the water is going to control the beans, and then you... Whoever controls the beans controls the your, universe. Your bean economy <laughs> just crumbles if the water's gone. Like, right. Minnesota's going to be way richer than Idaho, because we're going to struggle to get some water to... You're going to struggle beans. out there. Yeah, well, so good thing, good thing you come over here, though. The Idaho militia has to storm Minnesota to get some water. Yeah, you got to get through the Dakotas first, though. And, fuck, they're crazy. They're crazy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be hiding in the Black Hills. Good luck. Fucking, it, come, it does come back to water at that point. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the joke among Doomsday Preppers you know, apparently is beans, band-aids and bullets, buy them cheap, stack them deep. Uh, and how about band-aids? Band-aids is actually a good idea. Yes. It's benefit is like similar to a dollar, right? It's easy to transport a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, They have inherent value, uh, in the fact that you're definitely going to get limited supply. Yep. See, the thing is though, in the post-apocalyptic world, when am I going to want to use a Band-Aid over a rag or gauze that has been boiled and, like, kept relatively sterile and, like, I can wrap it with some Vaseline or whatever over my cut or my injury? Like, you're going to run out of Band-Aids pretty freaking fast in the immediate aftermath of whatever apocalypse happens. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I I mean, the obvious answer to, like, why a Band-Aid would be better is just that, like, Band-Aids are, are sterile as long That's as true. they're in their container, you know, in their paper. Right. Um, and so you would know that like at, in a world that I'm sure infection runs rampant because yep. it's the apocalypse, uh, yep. you, you would at least have the like mindfulness to know that, <laughs> that you're, you have a lower percentage of getting an infection if you use that. But if you use the Band-Aid, yeah. And I guess along the Band-Aid angle, it's medical supplies. Like, yeah. Yeah, because, like, gauze and stuff would obviously, like, fit into, sure, you know, any medical supply, really. I mean, 
fucking defibrillators, tourniquets, IV bags, hypodermics, like anything would be crazy, but anything useful medically would be of high value in a barter system. But again, I feel like we're just kind of like going around, like these are all different facets of a barter economy. Yeah. Really. It's not something like water or, you know, bottle caps. That's like, Bottle caps have no inherent value, and that's perhaps why they're used, because there's a relatively finite amount of them. Mm-hmm. Water, finite amount of it, hard to define the value, but precious as hell. I mean, it's it'd be like, wake up tomorrow and saffron's the new currency. Well, yeah, it, I mean, you said it's hard to determine the value. I think it. I think it's actually super easy to determine your value. Like, And I think that's why it makes a good currency, is that like you, need, you absolutely, 100% to live, need it. And yep. so the value, I mean, the value may be hard to establish compared to like what a certain amount is worth versus another thing in a barter economy. But mm-hmm. I think it it's inherently valuable just in the fact that we need it to survive. I mean, sure. you could make the argument for medical supplies as well. Um, yeah, but, but not to the extent of water. Like, no. What's, what's the rule? Three weeks without food, three days without water? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... At that point, your warlords start valuing water in terms of human lives. Like, oh, we fought, we fought this battle, and I lost 30, 30 guys, but we got two tanker trucks full of water, and that's worth more than thirty guys. You know. Okay, let's fi- flip this on its head a little bit then. So, yep. I think in order to accurately assess this question, we have we, I mean, we have to consider another apocalypse. So, what's your you, currency in water world? You, uh, you fucking took my fucking <laughs> next point, which was going to be, but what if Waterworld? Yeah, that's uh, also an apocalypse, I would argue. A, a movie that's so bad, it's good. Yeah, like horrible. He's Kevin got fucking Costner. He's got fucking gills. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of things wrong with that movie. The currency in Waterworld, they use like little, like weird coins, but... The biggest currency is the most valuable thing in the barter system, which is dirt. Hmm. Because he goes out and like has jars of dirt and he's like trying to like pull dirt up off the bottom. Yep. And people need dirt to grow plants in, right? Yeah. They need dirt to Come, grow any kind of food. Comes down to food again. Right. Because, I mean, a fish diet is great for you, but. You can't only really live on it. You got to have some other supplements in there. And so like people that have actual like plants and trees and flowers and shit, that's huge. Which and is interesting though. Let's talk about Waterworld a little bit. This ep- Welcome to the new episode I, titled Waterworld. What the fuck? Uh, I've been waiting since we started this podcast <laughs> to talk about Waterworld. So I am here for this. Okay. We can briefly do this and maybe it's an episode at, in, at some at point a later in the future. Date. But you seem to know Waterworld better better than I do, so I'm going to have to ask this question. It's it's I will say it's been probably five or ten years since I've seen it, but it was one of those movies that was on a lot on like Spike TV and yeah, shit. Yeah, it did. Like, it did used to be on all the played, time. Spike only plays three movies, <laughs> no four four movies actually. It's either a James Bond, a Star War, Waterworld, or Wild Wild West. They like to throw Fight Club in there too. It's been, yeah, yeah, they do like Fight Club. Yeah. So maybe five movies. <laughs> but that's it. Yep. Uh, so in Waterworld, right, uh, like the the biology yep. of the water has to change, right? Because 
if there's no more land, which is the kind of the premise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then what are the the fish can only survive by eating other fish then, right? So do all fish become cannibalistic? Because like a lot of fish live. No, the, off... it, it's not. It's not that there's no more land because like there's still like underwater plants and shit. Okay. Like. Okay, that's a good point. I mean, like there are plants that have adapted to live in seawater. So it's more mild adaptation then. Yeah. Okay. But no more worms for them fish boys, and that makes me sad. No, fuck, what do you use for bait in Waterworld? Do you just net fish? Well, like, I mean, I guess you would have, again, we're in the piss cycle. I think, you know, you gotta have dirt to grow plants, which you use as your bait, I think. I mean... I think it's darker than that. I think it's not what do you use as bait, it's who do you use Who do you use? <laughs> hey, yeah. there's something to be said for that. Because, I mean, ultimately, what you really need is to catch a small fish to catch a big fish. Uh, right. And so, it's the it's the trading a paperclip for a house scenario, but with fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just upgrading the whole time. Yep, that's why. All right, we mentioned, and this is going to be really dumb, but <laughs> we mentioned before the podcast talking about what should we record, and you mentioned for a future topic of what movies need video game adaptations. Fucking Waterworld. Waterworld would be great. Give me an open world water world, like the gameplay of Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, where you boat around to different islands and different locations with like the scenarios and vibe and energy of Mad Max and Fallout in a game. You'd also and, have these great like raids, uh, a la mm-hmm. like Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag or whatever, mm-hmm. where you were like uh, on a ship. Yeah, you got your ship and you're going up against some other ship trying to get their stuff. And well, not only that, but. Put in the underwater gameplay of like a Subnautica, like oh, having good. to fucking like explore that. and see monsters and shit. And like, uh, I don't know. Give me a give me a water world game that has nothing to do with a movie besides the name. I think we're like, mildly describing Sea of Thieves, but that's OK. Eh, I don't know if we are because <laughs> Sea of Thieves they don't have gills. <laughs> Fair point. Maybe you do. I don't know. Touche, good sir. <laughs> my brother's big into Sea of Thieves, so he'll, he'll be able to tell me whether or not you have gills. Oh, man. I don't think so. I think you're just a lowly pirate. I, I should I know what he, I should text him right now and be like, Dan, do you have gills in Sea of Thieves? And he's going to text me back, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But so, yeah, in, in Waterworld, dirt is more or less the currency. I think you could get... In a lot of post-apocalyptic, like even if it's a nuclear war scenario, uh, I think you could argue dirt would probably eventually become important. You're like talking good fertile soil. I was going to say clean, good growing dirt, not irradiated yeah. dust bowl dirt. Well, because like, I mean, a lot of your, like when all your plants die and when water becomes a precious resource, like the quality of your soil immediately is going to go way way down uh not Mm -hmm. to mention any like radiation or anything like that so if you had that good good dirt it's probably worth something tell you what though with the radiation that's like gmos on steroids your yields are gonna go way up oh yeah we're talking and and think all the superpowers that are gonna come out of this it's gonna be really great you're gonna get super mutants just like fallout yep that's right those are those were good have you played fallout oh yeah Okay, yeah, good. I think you I only started with New three? Vegas or three, New whatever Vegas? one sure. came out first. It was three, then New Vegas, okay. and then they've had four. 
So right. I started with three then. Um, sure. I remember the first, I was real bad at it though when I first picked oh, it up. Three was rough. Without the aim down sights ability, three three was rough. Yeah. Super mutants were bad. Real Terrifying. bad. Terrifying. Yeah. With my luck, I would just end up turning into some crazy twisted wasteland creature. I mean, let's be and then, real. I mean, statistically, most of us die in the apocalypse. <laughs> like, that's, that's what makes true. it an apocalypse. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, if you're playing the odds, they're not in your favor. Hey, more water and bullets and bottle caps for the rest of us. And I'm not a prepper, so I'm not digging my lawn or whatever to put bullets down there for the inevitable bullet market that's going to have right. to exist. But how many people around you are, though? Well, I'm in Idaho, so a lot. <laughs> right. So all I'm saying is, you don't have to be smart. You don't have to be a prepper. All you got to do is be lucky. Because how many folks are going to get caught out away from their house when the apocalypse goes down? And then yeah. guess what? Free prepper house full of supplies. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, I mean, but everybody else is also thinking that, right? Like you, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you have to be very lucky. <laughs> like, you know, you know what the currency is? It's not bottle caps. It's not water. It's not bullets. It's not dirt. What gets you all of those things in Fallout? What gets you access to all of those things? A lockpick, aka a bobby pin. A bobby pin is a very valuable thing. Bobby pins are going to be the currency because that is what's going to get you into every. 1950s era technology locked door. Yeah, fair point. Or bolt cutters. Bust through the window. I mean, I was thinking just cutting a padlock, but bolt cutters could <laughs> presumably break a window, yeah. Uh, let me think here. Or a fucking acetylene torch. Lock can't work if it's a liquid. That's fair. <laughs> what, uh... I'm trying to think of other apocalyptic event. What about, like, a... Uh, like a cold apocalypse. Uh, fucking hand warmers. Hand warmers, currency done. I love yep. it. Best apocalyptic currency. No, hand real, warmers. Realistically speaking, like propane heaters. Oh, um, like LPG. Yep, LP gas. Um, fucking. I mean, even like space heaters are important. Like if if we still have any kind of functioning electrical grid, a space heater is valuable as hell. Yeah, I think I think you have to assume that the electrical grid goes down though, and in, in most of them, right? Yeah, unless you can like get a water wheel generator up and running, or like solar power, you could yeah. do solar power. Uh, batteries would be valuable in any case, at least for a little while. For sure. Uh, for heating, I guess uh, flint and steel for starting fires, like any anything gasoline based or anything. I mean, wood is going to be valuable. I was going right? to say good, good, clean, burning wood would be good yeah wood is going to become valuable valuable especially because getting the wood is going to be more difficult like you're going to have to use it's a hard to get wood in the apocalypse <laughs> comes back to drugs those little blue pills go away eventually oh man can you imagine <laughs> the, the guy that slips one viagra into your fucking thing of ibuprofen <laughs> yeah and you tr you trade it to the gang boss, and his headache only kind of goes away, but something else happens. <laughs> oh, too funny, too funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a cold apocalypse is difficult. But we did already talk about a water apocalypse. So. Yeah, that's true. I don't see 
a zombie apocalypse being any different from like a fallout or a mad max apocalypse because it's just a societal breakdown at that point yeah i mean bullets and guns and water and food are still all very valuable yeah yeah that's true what about this let's put it on it on its head again a little bit uh what in in an apocalyptic world is usually true uh i'm gonna propose the idea that uh the strong people tend to uh advance a little more than other people yeah the i wouldn't necessarily say the strong i would say the pragmatic and the cruel sure i i can get i can get with that yeah like if 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 somebody is willing to kill you for your water but you're not willing to kill them for theirs then they're gonna win then they're gonna win in the apocalypse yep so given that minor you know, we kind of have to accept that in our post-apocalyptic world for sure. human skulls to be a good currency. Or maybe ears. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just demonstrating, like, how many people you've been willing to off to get what you want. Yeah, power, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a very... It's morbid. Very morbid. I'm trying to think... Not gruesome, but, like, primitive... Yeah. I guess way of way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, plus all the work you got to go through to get that. Like, like, I mean, you're a, you're a hunter, you know, that like getting a, a nice, like deer skull is not easy. Yeah. Like, you got to go through a whole process to do it. My brother got a deer one year and his misadventures trying to get that thing, like super <laughs> clean, which is yeah. dumb. It, it <laughs> I, also, I, it also doesn't make a ton of sense. Right. Because like, you would have hmm, you would have to like i'm just trying to picture a world where like your market so i i'm a big strong powerful guy in the apocalypse and i need some water to fuel my muscles uh, so i can get more human skulls and i go to the store i go to the store to get water and i can't imagine being the guy with the water being like i want those skulls more than i want this water right that's where it breaks down is What's the skull worth? Right. You know, that's... But if it's in a... Maybe it's just an intimidation thing. It's like, as hey, metal, 10 as, skulls here, and you could be as, 11. Give me your as, water. Yeah. In, instead of you being 11, I'll give you 10. <laughs> for your Ooh, water. See? It kind of works. There's a weird, like... It works there's a little. A, there's, there has to be a slight psychological disconnect, but I can see where you got there. Yeah, like, you have to pass a lot of intimidation checks, but it it's possible. Right. It's got a high DC. Yeah. I mean, I just, I like the idea of like going to Skull Mart instead of Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they've like just torn down the only yep. letters that they needed to get off the Walmart sign. They've like painted. Yeah, the sheet, uh, the sheet metal and plywood. <laughs> yeah. Sheet metal and plywood to say skull. Yep. Man. I like it, but I, I mean, it comes, I think it all comes down just kind of trying to put a little bit of a bow on this. I don't think we've cracked anything really on this episode other than we're idiots, but like I, it all comes down to like your barter economy. What's valuable in an apocalypse. It's like the stuff that's valuable is the stuff that you can't get mm-hmm. the stuff that is portable, the stuff that has a practical value, the stuff that is like, it doesn't make a lot of noise. It's, relatively durable or stable 
generally you know, has like a li- limited quality as well um mm-hmm. or quantity or, or like, rather like a defined unit rather would be a way to yeah. say it yeah yep. yeah i mean bang for your buck it's hard to beat a tylenol i know i really like the idea that i mean i, I think keep... that is the most sensible one um because because again putting myself in that scenario where i'm at a market or whatever mm-hmm. you're you're always like I can always see a scenario where you're like I have ten Advil and I need a liter of water or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. I I have ten Advil and I need a hundred bullets. Yeah, like fuck, I wish I could make that trade. <laughs> well, and like I can definitely see how that I mean totally totally works as a currency. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy's like, "Sorry, man, I'm out of bullets. All I got are these skulls from the last guy. He bought all my water." <laughs> Oh my God. I love that. Yep. Uh, so you, you heard it here first, folks. The The thing you're going to reach for after listening to this train wreck of an episode is also <laughs> the best currency, and that is <laughs> Tylenol or Advil or painkillers. That's right. So start burying your Advil in your backyard. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, I mean, realistically, it can only help you. It's not, I mean, it can't hurt. Yeah. Your I mean, grass is, your grass is never going to get a headache again. <laughs> Oh my God. Too good. Yep. Hey, thank you guys for listening. You can reach us at SITV pod on most social media. Uh, we've got a link tree out there at SITV pod, Twitter, discord, Instagram, Facebook, everything like that. Uh, share it with your friends, your D and D group, your gaming group, whatever your grandma, anybody that listens, we, we appreciate all the feedback and all the interaction and yeah, it just, it, it makes our day. So you guys are the for- best. Yeah, you're all the best. I was about to say thank you to everyone that's been with us from the beginning and anyone that's just jumping in. Well, what took you so long? Yeah, we got a bunch of episodes. Go listen. Right. Hit the back catalog and (laughs) also hit the future catalog. That's right. Hit that follow or subscribe button, whatever you're listening on. Leave a review, all that good stuff. It helps us out immensely. Hey, most valuable currency in the podcast or in the podcast, most valuable currency in an apocalyptic world podcast episodes. Nobody's heard yet. That's right. You got that, <laughs> you need you got that, that entertainment. Fresh, you need that fresh one. <laughs> anyway. See ya. See ya. But are you incapable of restraining yourself? Or do you take pride in being an insufferable no-to? We're gonna have to go right to ludicrous speed. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.